Previously, in part one of this episode. Welcome to Musical Movie Marathon. <laughs> I believe this is episode four, and um, my name is David, and with me is my dad, Andrew, and we have just finished watching Moana. And it was a wonderful experience. I had so many more thoughts than I thought I would. Before the movie, I had three questions that I had told Dad I wanted to talk about. And um, there was one, like, does it work musically, um, story-wise, as a movie? Do, do the songs and everything work? And the other question was, um, would it work on stage on, as a Broadway show? And, and what would need to change in order for it to work as on, on Broadway? So... Next episode, the songs of Moana, <laughs> did they work and why? <laughs> well, now having heard Hamilton and, and Lin-Manuel Miranda's music, um, I can hear it. I can hear the Hamilton, you know, mm. style in some of these songs that, mm. uh, that he has written for, um, for Moana. And, yeah, it's good. It works. Yeah, mm -hmm. well done. Um, however, was, he wasn't the only songwriter. Uh, we had Jermaine Clement, obviously had a big hand in his song. I don't think he, I don't think so. Oh. I don't know. We'd have to look up those credits. But the other um, artists who were credited was Mark Mancina, who wrote the score. So he, he had a hand in writing the songs. And uh, so did the, I think he was Samoan, the, the a singer from Samoa who wrote the lyrics of so the Samoan songs, also wrote a lot of the music for... Uh, songs. I'm not sure which songs, but I think particularly the Oh where, oh where yeah. something, 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 something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So the music for that one I yeah. think was written by him. Yep, yep. Really good. Um so it was it was good to hear that um again Disney got it right and they got authentic people from the cultures to actually write some of the music. Way cool. Um, and it made a big difference. And you could say, well, you know, three songwriters, you know, it's, you know, the songs could have been more consistent. No, 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 this is fine. Um, I'd rather have a variety of songs um, f that were more um, authentic and genuine from the uh, cultures than, uh, than one person trying to imitate one. Mm. Um, can I talk about consistency? Uh, can I just say one, one yep. example of that is in some cultures, uh, some movies, some previous movies of Disney's, they didn't really get that right. For example, when they did Aladdin, they were actually quite criticised for uh, the music and the songs um, that they that they weren't as authentic as they could have been and mm -hmm. maybe they should have got someone from the culture to do that. However, they did obviously get people from the culture with uh, The Lion King mm -hmm. and, and that made a big difference. So, mm. yeah, I think they've learned so... Great, great stuff. Yeah, I think Brother Bear they used um, some Native American, cool. um, though they used a Bulgarian choir for the for the choir scene. But anyway, off topic. Um, <laughs> anyway, I've got comments about Aladdin and the Arabianness of that, and and how disappointed I was with how non-Arabian it was. But anyway, that's for another day. For another day. Uh, the what you said about consistency before, um, how they had different artists, um, the one thing, uh, a comment I heard from, I think it was Lindsay Sterling talking about Hamilton, no, sorry, not Lindsay Sterling, Lindsay um, Ellis talking about Hamilton on her podcast, I think, yeah, it was her podcast, she uh, said that Lin-Manuel Miranda will never 
um, have the same chance with these big blockbusters as he did with Hamilton. With Hamilton, what he did was um, string these themes together, work the story so in-depth with his music that the second act of the show, there was almost no new musical material introduced. It was all referenced from the first act and... um, I could tell what she meant that he will never have the chance to do that again because there would have been so many cool moments in the show which could have been referenced would would they they could have referenced previous points in the story they could have linked these moments that thematically were linked, mm-hmm. but they could have highlighted those links with music, mm-hmm. and they didn't. And so that's, that's the comment on Hamilton, is it? That's a comment on consistency that they right. um, that I think on stage. And a mm-hmm. slight transition to the to Broadway. This is an application for that question. Mm-hmm. I think that um, th- it would be fantastic to. Um, tell the themes of the story musically which they they did oh, okay. they, they you they did reference things yeah. but they could have done so much more oh, you're okay. okay well um i think um I, th- I think are you trying to say that that comment of uh from the podcast also applies to moana uh, y- y- yes, so I- I'm saying that the comment, Lindsay Ellis's comment from her mm-hmm. podcast, which is called Musical Splaining, uh, about Lin-Manuel Miranda never getting the chance again uh, with blockbusters and other things that he goes to work for, mm-hmm. that will never be the same as pre- as sitting down for six years to craft a musical mm-hmm. like Hamilton, which is what he did, um, because he Hamilton is so clever. Oh, okay. It's so well right. written. right. And it's well written because he's the only one who wrote it. He, he's got the whole thing. He had the vision in his head. Mm. And um, your comment, I don't want to dissuade, dis- mm. go away from your comment of, of having diverse songwriters. And I think that was good to have both Mark Mancina, who's worked on film before, and Lin-Manuel Miranda, who's great with musicals and songwriting and communicating uh, theme and character through lyric, mm. um, as well as the... Um, the someone who knows that language, who knows the music of that culture, mm. um, that was important, I think. But they could have used um, someone, whether it was Lynn or whether it was another supervisor, to to link these songs in uh, in a purer vision. Okay. Um, any other comments about the scenes or the songs that we use, specific songs or anything? Uh, no, 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 I'm very happy with, with the songs, you know, and, of course, Jermaine um, channeling a little bit of David Bowie there and amongst yeah. other people. Yeah, yeah, no, very good. Uh, yeah, uh, what I find interesting with Jermaine's Clements character is how much detail is revealed in his... It's almost as if so much of the story is just learning about the past. So much of the story is is because not only does she learn about her people's past, um, she learns about her, her she learns about Moe's past. Yeah. She learns about um, Tefiti's past as well. So so it's it's all this, oh, just um, layer upon layer of that, and every song seems to do reference something from the past or reveal some character moment, which I think is really cool that um, the song is narratively useful. It's not just pause Mm. and have a song, Mm. you know? Yeah, and I just love Jermaine Clement's uh, postmodern take on things. 
<laughs> like there's a point there where um, he, he says, oh, oh, so that, oh, so this is not the heart of defeat. Another spoiler, sorry. Yep. Hey, I, 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 think, I think I know. Yeah. Oh, she painted a rock with, with bioluminescent oh, algae. algae. Hmm, as a diversion. <laughs> yeah, so there's sort of... Oh, so that's what's... Here's the story as it's happening. I'll, I'll just describe it for you. <laughs> and then, of course, he's got his lovely, um, you know, breaking the fourth wall moment at, at the, in the credits that we heard earlier. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and as well as that, um, there's, there's a couple of other places where he breaks the fourth wall. When he, don't you think... Uh, it's hard for a, a demigod to beat a decapod. Look it up. And he looks towards the camera when he says, look it up. And, and, and there's a reason for that, because if you Google decapod, you discover this enormous, terrifying crabs right. that, that uh, come from the Pacific Islands. And they're, they're just scary. Uh, and then, um, like, it's, it's half towards us and half towards um, Maui and, and Moana yeah. at the end there when he says, wait, did you like the song? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's lots of funny, fun moments in there. I remember when it came out, um, people commented, and I was thinking sometimes as well, oh, the, the humour is a bit forced. Um, but I, it gets better on the rewatch, which is, you know, not every film does. Another piece of postmodernism is when Moe is, uh, you know, he's calling one a princess. She says, I'm not a princess. And then he comes out and says, okay, you're, you're a young woman, you're in a dress, you've got an animal sidekick, you're a princess, I'm the daughter of a chief. Yeah, yeah, that's good enough, you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah. There, was, there was times when that postmodern joke fell flat and um, this is something that I'm not sure would work in a musical. And so um, slightly transitioning here into that, but, but there's one moment when they're on the top of that giant mountain, which is the mouth into the underworld, basically, yep. realm of monsters, and... And they, and she's looking out into the ocean, and Moby says, <laughs> "If you're going to start singing, I'm going to vomit. <laughs> I'm going to throw up." Uh, yeah, I, re- I thought and remembered it as I'm going to puke. But um, that, like, disdain for musicalness. He had just broken into song the scene before. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. who is he to say yeah, that? Really? Um, but the so there's there's a little bits like that which you may or may not include. Are there any other things? I mean, there are tons of details, yeah. like in the opening scene and stuff like that, the exposition or the, the revelation of, of who Moana is, what she needs to do, of the people's history. Um, they did it really well in the movie, in movie form, they, because they told each of those points that needed to be communicated in action form. There was something that happened in order for that information to be revealed. But um, in a musical, I'm not sure if you needed every one of those little steps. I'm not sure if you could because you would normally spend that time singing and dancing rather than... um, Which they do have a song at the beginning. um, But, uh, yeah, um, it'd be very difficult, I think, to translate this film in its entirety to stage without changing things. I Like, oh, The Little Mermaid yeah. changed a lot of things, yeah. I think. Yeah. They didn't change the main thing, mm. but they changed a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. I think this would be great, make a great um, uh, on st- musical on stage, live musical, and I expect Disney's already done it. Um, but, yeah, uh, just, just uh, th- thematically, on a, um, intertextually, um, when the first time I, I saw uh, Maui and I... There's a big, big 
part at the beginning at the exposition where um, the the grandmother is telling the story to the grandkids, and um, and there's a point where the the father comes in and says, "Look, there are no monsters," and he he trips up and. Um, all the blinds come down, and of course, on every blind there is a yeah, <laughs> picture yeah, yeah. of the monster. And I thought, oh yeah, monsters. But this time, when I saw those blinds, they're the monsters that are in the story. Yeah, there's Tamator, and there's um, the Kokonatis, and, and yeah. so on. What does Tamator mean? Well, um, yeah, Tamator um, is is actually a brave warrior. That's the name Tamator. That's what it means. Tor is a warrior, and, and Tamar is a, a, a boy or a son. Um, and so, um, you know, son of a warrior um, or a brave son. So, but there's there's lots of heroes called Tamatoa and Tamatea. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that was that was really cool. And and uh, you were talking about details and um, and how you would see the fish hook under the bird swing at the end and mm. things like that. So there's a whole lot of detail putting in. I was so pleased they didn't do a Titanic moment. They, what was the Titanic they, moment? They almost did. They've got a, t- a, a moment where she, um, one actually becomes a figurehead on her own walker, yeah. on her own canoe. Um, and, you know, if she'd stick her arms out, then it would have been a Titanic moment. So I'm <laughs> pleased they didn't do that. So I yeah, didn't need to. Um, it's, it's iconic enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of iconic imagery that you can't really transpose onto... Um, onto the stage, but you don't have to. Again, you, you can create new moments and new, you could uh, tell the story, the legends of of Tamatoa, like in the, not, sorry, uh, the legend of Tefiti um, through this amazing imagery and puppetry and, and stuff at the beginning of the show before that. And you can have this gigantic puppet I think would be fantastic as Tefiti at the end but again like all these battle scenes it'd be hard to uh, put those on the stage and what do you do do you just put them off stage or what how how do you imagine that oh, battle scenes on stage awesome Bring with with a giant lava monster <laughs> yeah yeah we can do that <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to the water scenes there's a lot we can do with lighting Mm-hmm. which can make things look like water, which is great. In fact, we saw a, a tribute, a, a Little Mermaid recently, and where they actually had people suspended as if they were, were swimming. Mm. So that was really cool. Um, I think that in terms of some of those effects, like say the um, the, the uh, stingray um, mm-hmm. <coughs> ancestor coming through, I mean, that could be done with projection. There's there's a lot that could be done. Um, of course, the the... Uh, the not the beauty, but the the cool um, the point of difference of animation compared to live action, of course, is that you can draw anything you want. You know, you're not limited by um, by reality. So um, the difficulty, of course, would be taking that imagination and putting it. The good thing about Moana as a story is that it's deeply rooted in the lives of people. Mm. Um, you know, it's not set in space or anything mm. else like that. Um, and and so you got the story of of you know realistic, very realistic mm. people, <clears throat> which can be put on stage much more easily. Oh, to me, I mean, I would love to. Oh, that, just thinking about it would be wonderful if you went because we've been to Disneyland um, and we've been we've seen live shows there. 
and and if you were coming in to a sasa, you know, and the the energy and excitement of that, or if if you were coming into a karanga or something, if you if you were welcomed on in, in an official sort of way, oh yeah, that would be so cool oh, for an audience. Wow, yeah. yeah. Oh, just yeah, because you'd you'd have Pop that. Shows going and, yeah. yeah, you'd have this cultural experience. It would be challenging because with a blend of cultures for this um, story itself, which culture do you'd have to take turns. Yeah, <laughs> or take. <laughs> Excuse me, interrupting. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you'd need to have um, parts of cultures. Mm. Uh, you could have a Maori um, welcome and a uh, a Pacific Island, whether it's a Samoan or a Fijian welcome um, in parts mm. yep. as the audience come in or, or use parts of that to tell the story. But we also have seen a Maui on stage story. It was Cirque du Soleil. Well, the um, people, the New Zealanders who had worked with Cirque du Soleil came and created a new show of Maui. I was a little disappointed in that. Um, I can't remember exactly why, but I think it was because the story wasn't super compelling. There wasn't much of a through line. It's more about the spectacle. It's more about the spectacle... Um, but again, it wasn't. All, it wasn't even that spectacular. It was trying to be more of a show than a circus performance. I've only got one word to say to that: what? cats. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. But you know, the, this doesn't have songs. The Cirque du Soleil thing. So, oh, okay. um, it was a circus. Well, it wasn't a circus either. It was a stage show. Okay. Uh, but anyway, anyway. Uh, so it, stuff can be done like that. Um, but while we're on the topic of technology and things like that, uh, there's this. Um, the concept, there are a lot of concepts uh, that would need to be translated to stage uh, very carefully. One obvious one, th- there's big ones, but one smaller but obvious one is the is the fish hook transforming Moby. So you lose a few jokes there and you lose um, the beat of Moby discovering him reusing his fish hook. Um, so you'd have to take out that section of the story where Moana helps Moe regain his confidence with his hook and you'd have to go straight to Moe trying to defeat Takar but um you boring but person you failing. <laughs> but but unless you wanted to try to re- you lots of technology that could do that oh my goodness okay okay <laughs> disney's disney musicals disney's disney live musicals are famous for their their um, mysteries and and how they can do all these wonderful things you know think about the the petals falling from the rose in beauty and the beast thinking about you know how they managed to change the um, the beast into the back into a human on stage in front of everybody. Yay! Changing a person fr- into a half man, half shark um, okay, so multiple times <laughs> per second. Um, There'll be ways we can find that out. I mean, you can use projection if you want. I've seen um, a version of the talking mirror in Snow White, you know, mirror, mirror on the wall. I've seen that done live. Um, we, this stuff can be done. I'm, I'm sure there's a way. Okay. <laughs> well, apart from the technology, um, uh, are there any uh, moments or aspects of the story that need slight adjustment um, for the stage? Is there? A, do we need to add songs? Do we need to um, change anything? Absolutely. I look if got me on this musical as sort of uh designer, I would love it. Um 
you know, you know I'd, I'd obviously have the, the people coming in, um, entering the, the arena or the area, the performance area for the audience um, in, in a Pacific Island way. I'd have the whole area decorated as if they're in a tropical island so they actually felt like they're in the island there. And, and as Moana would leave uh, on the ocean, she would actually be leaving them behind in the island and they would have this sort of magic window into her world that they could see what was happening for her. Um, obviously, the the stage would have to have some um, aspect where it could look um, vast, like a, the ocean vista, but also have your you know your close up moments with everybody. Um, I think, yeah, technology wise, you can have um, all sorts of things. But in terms of adding um, to the musical, as as most music live musicals do, they add more to the add more music and. Um, I would just love to see more and more Pacific Island movement yeah, music. Just you know, as I say, get that hucker in there, get that sasa in there. Um, you know, get the people, get people from the audience up and joining in with them. You know, getting them trying to do the hula, getting them, trying, <laughs> you know, give them some lay and you know, really go to town. Make make it a wonderful cultural experience, um, to, so that they they felt part of Moana's village community. That's cool. Um, and I kind of cornered myself because I don't know the answer to my question um, about are there moments in the musical in the movie that I would want to extrapolate into song form. Uh, I kind of answered my question with with um, linking previously with with trying to thematically link the moments in the story with music, um, and so that would add a lot of music to it. Um, that there's, but I don't know specifically about songs. I think they did that really well, mm. um, uh, because most, if not all, of the important turning points were highlighted with songs. Mm. Mm. So, um, her home life, her um, discovery and her voyaging, mm. um, her meeting Maui, meeting Tamatoa. Um, the only thing that was not the, the okay, this is the addition that I mm-hmm. think could be a really cool heart moment mm. of the show is a song sung from Moana to Moi or a duet between them. Yeah. Um, trying that's one moment of in, the moment of encouragement that I said needed to oh, be taken yeah, out, yeah. right? Um, but uh, so so yeah, there's that aspect of it. Um, I would ditch the bird. Ditch the bird? Yeah. That, that's pretty obvious. Yeah. <laughs> um, because there are there are no sentient animal characters. Yeah, I do need to say that um, the chicken in the movie, is its uh, name is Hey Hey, which is the Maori word for chicken. So, yeah, they yeah. got that right as well. Uh, um, <laughs> pua, what does pua mean? Um, yeah, pua is probably... Um, I'm not. It's it's certainly not um, Maori, te reo Maori, Maori language for um, pig. Um, that's puaka. Um, so I don't know if it's the word pig in, in in other Pacific Island languages. It might be. Mm. It's, okay. It's nice and short this week, anyway. It is, and it starts with P. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we've been talking on for a long time, um, but we're we're very grateful to Disney for this movie. Um, we'd be really interested in it being a live experience. Yeah. Um, uh, and there's a lot of details that you'd have to figure out how to make it into a, a Broadway show. Um, 
like ocean, which Dad talked about, like uh, shape shifting, which we've which we've talked about, um, like the battles. Um, Bring them on. And I think that there's there's uh, there's cool circus and like string and as well dancing tricks and techniques and that you can use to symbolically portray uh, all of these um, cool things that happen. Um, uh, as uh, so as well as it being a cool Broadway show, we'd think that uh, it works in a lot of respects as its own movie. It's not a perfect movie, um, but it is a really enjoyable one. Uh, something I learned is that it's better on the rewatch, um, especially since it means a lot in a cultural and a thematic uh, level. So, yes, Moana is a great movie for talking about its themes as well afterwards um, with, with family and what you think it means. Um, so thank you, Disney. Thank you, Dad, for having this discussion with me. Thank you for listening. Um, anything else? Yep, final word from me. Ngamahi nui kia koutou katoa e rongo i kia maua kōrero i pāna. Tēnei pikitia, moana. Thank you so much for listening and, uh, yeah, uh, go see it. <laughs> well, we've spoiled it for you. We assume that you haven't been listening to this unless you've seen it. But uh, see it again. <laughs> watch it again. Yeah, yeah. It's again worth it. Thank you so much. Kakite. Kakite. Po Marie. <laughs>